I'm Stargate Pioneer from the official GunnaGeek.com podcast, a proud member of the Guinea Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. It's the Digital Soup Podcast with Jason, Adam, and usually Dave. Featuring lots of geek talk about technology, movies, music, gaming, and more. And your first mic, Jason! Welcome to Digital Soup. (laughs) We're the only (laughs) podcast with fewer unresponsive spots than the Pixel 2XL. (laughs) 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 My name is Jason, and under my cloak of invisibility is Adam and usually Dave. We're not under (laughs) his cloak. (laughs) Yes, fake news. The the only person under Jason's cloak is G.E. Smith and the Saturday Night Live Band. (laughs) Musical guest, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. I love it. And featuring... <laughs> so wow. how's it going, guys? Good. That was Good. a nice. So for those that are, we've never, Dave and I have never heard that intro before. So that was quite a surprise to us. So yeah. well, well done, well done. You, you guys like it? Yeah, I do. It's that was good. pretty. That was pretty funny. Money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> I did Money everything else. Bank. I just had to have somebody do the impersonation, which I can't. Oh, do. you added the music. Yeah, I, oh, okay. I purchased the music, put it all together, you know, blah, blah, this is boring geek talk here. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, nice. we do have a great show today, all right? Uh, we got lots of great topics. Xbox One X, uh, they're having some teething problems. Yeah. <laughs> I hear the iPhone X is kind of prissy. It's a lot of <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Should we encrypt our flash drives? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Much more to talk about here. But, but first, Dave, Yeah. it's riddle time. It's riddle time. That's right. So this one, I swear to you, is not a dirty joke. But <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I've heard that before, Dave. We shall find out at the end of the show, I guess. <laughs> um, what we've got this week is, I go in hard, I come out soft. You blow me hard, what am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not dirty at all. <laughs> not at all. It is not. So we'll have an answer for that at the end of the show here, guys. So if you've got a guess, well, by the time you hear this show and get it to us, we'll have already answered it. But we hope you have fun with this one, and I can't wait to see what Jason and Adam come up with for their guesses on this. You know what? I'm going to throw this out here because we've for a while we've been doing the riddles and we've been asking people to submit their answers. Yep. Why don't you... Listeners out there, if you've got a great riddle that you think that we might that you might stump us on, send it our way. Yeah, let's let's hear some listener riddles. Stump Nothing the super soup. easy. Yep, stump the soup. So, Jason at digitalsouppodcast dot com for the, for our, our all new segment that we just impromptu made up just now. Stump the soup. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's a great thing. We're, uh, we're the idea team today. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. So, what Absolutely. do we got on the agenda today, fellas? What's up? 
Well, well, I know. Uh, I'm guessing it was you, or was it Jason? Was that you? It wasn't that, me. It was you. <laughs> but they got me in the tower. It wasn't me. <laughs> uh, Who so, wants to talk about this though? Because you guys I, have a question here about flash drives. I would love to. And one, you know, what I was thinking about when I was trying to think of some show topics, uh, we always talk about security on the Digital Soup podcast because we want right. people to be cyber secure minded folks. And one of the things that um, we I don't think we've touched on is flash drive encryption. So your flash drive, your thumb drive, your USB drive, whatever you want to call it, is a little portable storage device. And if you drop that, you know, anybody can that picks it up can have access to your data. And uh, there are places that will leave malware on them and leave them in a parking lot. So you plug it into your computer. So by the way, don't do that. If you ever find it, go jerks. If you ever find a flash drive sitting around, um, <laughs> to do it on a, a machine that's not plugged into your network or that you don't care about. <laughs> and Possibly throw it into a Linux machine uh, without any uh, connectivity, and you might be okay. Yeah, you might be all right. Um, but the uh, the uh, the idea or the uh, the possibility of how to encrypt your flash drive is not as hard as some people might think. Now, there's a few different ways to do this, and we're going to include a link in the show notes. But um, number one, Windows, BitLocker. BitLocker is uh, included in, oh, is it on, which versions of Windows is that included on for Windows 10? Is BitLocker included on Windows 10 Home? I don't think I don't, so. I run Pro, man. I don't run no Home, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think it's probably <laughs> just on Pro. I believe you're correct. But if you're on Pro, you can encrypt your flash drive using BitLocker. And there's a, there's a pretty simple step-by-step -step method to do that that I've done in the past. Otherwise, there's some other options. There's third-party encryption software like VeraCrypt or TrueCrypt, um, which I cannot recommend TrueCrypt anymore. They uh, were originally this file encryption company that suddenly stopped um, developing and put up a notice that said, go use BitLocker. We've basically been compromised. It's not safe. But there was a spinoff oh. of them called Veracrypt. That's V-E-R-A-C-R-Y-P-T, which allows you to encrypt either an entire driver and create like a encrypted container. Now, that's mm. kind of geeky. Um, the instructions on doing it is not that hard, actually, but um, it's a nice way to protect your data. Um, the third option is uh, USB flash drives that have their own built-in application to secure it yep like kingston has a digital data traveler that has a little piece of software on there that it'll it'll encrypt your data for you lastly uh, something that i've used at work before it's called the iron key now kingston actually bought iron key i believe but this is a hardware encrypted flash drive which would actually you had the option to you could actually have it self-destruct after 10 10 tries and failures of getting it so um, I just wanted to add this article out there. All right, I got a question for you, though, and I'm sure some of our listeners might have the same question. How does this encryption affect read-write speeds? Am I going to get a slowdown? Well, your mileage may vary, but overall it's not noticeable to the end user, especially on something that's just connected by USB. I've been using TrueCrypt and VeraCrypt, and I've used the BitLocker piece in the past, and it really is transparent. I cannot tell the speed difference, and if it's if there is one, I haven't noticed it, so... Um, okay. Again, your mileage might vary because if you're if you're copying, you know, a 12 gig file onto onto a, a drive or something, it might um, might slow down. But of course, with anything like this, there's overhead because you're decrypting and encrypting data as you read and write it. So there's a little extra processing going on. It, yeah. it is crazy how much times have changed because I remember back, uh, boy, this was had to be 10, 12 years ago or more, and I needed a, a small thumb drive for something. 
USB flash drive, and I picked up this one. It might have been a Kingston even from way back when, and didn't realize it till I got it home, but realized that it had some sort of built-in password protections and all this other stuff. And it made me so mad because I thought, why do I need this? It's just all these extra steps before I can even get into this thing. It was so annoying. Right. Now it sounds like this is this is a necessity. Yep. I mean, and I, these are really so common. Weird. I mean, anybody can go down to Target and pick up a, a very large flash drive for under $10. Right. Yep. And so many people will cop, oh, I'm going to put my... I'm working on my mortgage stuff at work. I'm just going to transfer this to this drive, bring it home, and save the file there. Right. And meanwhile, I drop in the parking lot, and there in my file is my social security number and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Those uh, you can never you be and, too safe. Yeah. Nudes of Adam. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did they get pictures of me? <laughs> well, you took them and you put them on there because, you know, you're very conceited. Yeah. Yep. So I, we've got, what, three options you said then, right? BitLocker, <laughs> yep. BitLocker. Crypt. You don't, rec- uh, you don't recommend TrueCrypt, but Tales from the Crypt is all right still. And yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> the built-in hardware encrypted USB drives like from Kingston and such. So. Yep, and those are actually quite expensive, those, uh, those mm. iron keys. So, if you, yeah, TrueCrypt, if you ever look at it, it's like truecrypt.sourceforge.net. And at the very top, they put warning using TrueCrypt is not secure as it may contain unfixed security issues. Yeah. And the development of TrueCrypt ended in 2014 after Microsoft terminated support of Windows XP, hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So this, um, who knows? Somebody's got a backdoor into it and they recognize it and they're like, don't use it. It can be cracked. Somebody's yeah. got the keys to it. So, um, But yeah, keep your data safe. And this goes beyond that. Portable hard drives too, guys. Not just, right. not just your USB stick, your portable hard drive. Um, you can apply the same technology to that. You can use BitLocker for that, or else one of these third-party apps, and encrypt your data on there as well. So yeah, right. with the portable hard drive, there'll be a lot more nudes of Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when I was a baby, those are the only pictures that exist to me in the <laughs> sans clothing. <laughs> Gross. Sorry, everybody. If, if, you know adult what Adam in a, if you know what I look like, I apologize. Adult Adam, Adam in a in a diaper like the New Year's Eve baby. This is not where I saw this conversation going. <laughs> so, um, speaking of cryptography, yeah, crypts. Amazon might be dipping their toes into the world of cryptocurrency. Yeah. And whoever wrote this on here, is Amazon taking over everything? Yeah. That's a good question. Amazon. Um, not rules only are the they going to take your money, they're also going to make your money. <laughs> yeah, who wants, what kind of, who wants to talk of, about this? Well, Amazon, uh, they're also known as Skynet, if you didn't realize that. Oh, uh-huh. sure. I had a buddy mm-hmm. Dyson that used to work over there. Yeah. 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 Now he makes <laughs> vacuums. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of suck. <laughs> Miles <laughs> Dyson. <laughs> Amazon is uh, absolutely looks like they're taking over the world, but this isn't too much. I don't want to go too deep on this one, but I just thought it was interesting because they made a couple of domain name purchases recently um, that may be tipping their hat that they're looking to get into the cryptocurrency game. Um, those domain names, according to who is data, um, are showing as AmazonCryptocurrencies.com. AmazonCryptocurrency.com and Amazon, Amazon Ethereum, Ethereum, that's what it was, AmazonEthereum.com. This was back on October 31st, so some of you may have heard this already, but we have talked before a little bit about Bitcoin and some of the cryptocurrency here. That was an episode way back where Jason was gone and... It actually was, was just fired. Adam and I flying solo that night, oh, so yeah. we had a, a pretty good conversation about <laughs> some of the Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency hey, on there. Dave, so, yeah. before you go any farther into the story, I need to ask, uh, on the who is, Yeah. 
Uh, does it show that the owner is actually Amazon, or could this be somebody just buying up Amazon uh, domains that they think Amazon might want and then, you know, hold them um, for ransom? This is owned by Amazon Legal Department. Yeah, Amazon okay. Technologies out of Nevada. So yeah, they did they not use seeing... a. They didn't use a, uh, a domain private domain registration service. Right. Yeah. It looks like though some people are saying you know they're they're not sure if this is meaning that they're going to for sure get into that game or mm -hmm. if it's just something where they're buying them up so nobody else can profit off of it um, because I guess. A while back, maybe three, four years ago, uh, something like that, if I remember the article right, Amazon did register AmazonBitcoin.com as well. No, I was just, just going to get that. Dang yeah, it. Just to, just to help protect that. So something to keep oh, an eye on, though, because if you that's... think about Amazon being the number one retailer in your home, you know, really these days, I mean, if they get into that game and they now have a heavy hand driving this cryptocurrency side of things, you may see that already growing movement just explode. So is it really just that they bought these domain names so now there's a huh? Is is it is that it? Just because they bought the domain names, they haven't actually announced anything here, right? No, no, Amazon hasn't announced. It's just that um, sure. based on the data from who is, um, they yeah. have registered those domains. So people are speculating and wondering if they're going to be diving into it and seeing what uh, what that goes. But I guess. So I I've got a comment on this because I'm staring at their who is information. For those of you, those mm -hmm. of you who don't know what who is is, mm -hmm. uh, when you register a domain name like whatever.com, you have to enter in all this information to get stored in a database. Mm -hmm. Who is is the method that we use to look that up. So you can actually Google who is and, and enter any domain name and see who registered that right. site. I'm looking at their raw who is data for this domain, and they are using a registrar called markmonitor.com. And they are the global leader in online brand protection. In other words, yeah. that what you mentioned on maybe they're just buying this to keep someone else from buying right. it, spoofing it, might make sense. Um, yeah. The only thing that's got people wondering is that, um, you know, possibly since Bitcoin is doing better than ever as of the time of this article, it's possible our buddy Jeff over there at Amazon, yep. Jeff Bezos, Maybe deciding to jump into that, but you know, like I said, we we at this point you we never don't know. know anything specifically. There's been no updates on it since then, so I don't want to spend a ton of time on it. But I just thought it was interesting, kind of speculating on what will happen if Amazon literally takes over everything. Well, maybe there'll be a black screen of death. Yeah, that yeah. would suck. That was my segue. Yeah, you're welcome. So <laughs> apparently, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Some Xbox One X users. Can we go back to this name one more time? Why did they call it? It's all does not roll off the tongue, except for like the fact that it spells out Xbox. Um, Lame. <laughs> X. Go stick with a PS4. You'll be happier. Is that what, did they do it just to make it sound because it spells out Xbox? It's extreme, Adam. It's slamming a Mountain Dew while it's doing backflips <laughs> and sweet ollies. Well, clearly, as we saw from Apple, it it's meant to be ten. I mean, come on, guys, yeah. get oh, with the this time. Oh, the Xbox One Ten. One Ten, sweet, like the old so lot, film that we used to shoot in our cameras when our parents were. Oh, the classic Vivitar. <laughs> so many new owners are reporting that their Xbox One X. XXO X1XG is affected by frequent black screen issues. Wait, who are you uh, calling G? 
<laughs> what up, G? <laughs> this problem affects all games and is not specific to a certain title. Oh, it's okay. Very inclusive. So what's going on? Yeah, everybody gets one. Not, you, <laughs> get you get a black screen. You get a black screen. You get a black screen. And then on the PC, you get a blue screen. Oh, man. Because this, screw you. This does, this does really... I mean, I don't own one, but I would hate to have been one of these early adopters and got one of these because there is no fix to it. Um, basically, what's happening is um, after you know a certain amount of time... You know, like uh, one one user on Reddit said he had just started playing Titanfall 2. After 45 minutes, his screen just goes black, and the system shuts off. He hits uh, the Xbox logo to power it on, nothing. Unplugs it, replugs it back in, nothing. What would you think, Dave, if after 45 minutes of your brand-new console, you can't get that thing to power on? Well, after another 45 minutes of some experience, Extremely graphic and explicit words coming out of my mouth. Um, I, I'd, I'd be, I'd be irate. I mean, there's no, no two ways about it. I'd be fuming, furious, just mm-hmm. insane with rage. I'd probably be going right to GameStop and throwing it in someone's face because I'm violent like that. <laughs> Dave not, has no control. Not really, no control. <laughs> no, but I, I would be very angry and feel like you know what? I'm never buying another system from this company again. Wow. As far as a gaming system, I but mean. Dave. Dave, there are yeah. a couple of fixes, though. Yeah, there are. You can get it fixed. You want to know how you get it fixed? Yeah. Just like you said, take it on back, throw it at that guy at GameStop, <laughs> say, give me a new one, or contact Microsoft <laughs> and go through the trouble of sending it to them, uh, and they'll send you a replacement. And it'll probably be remanufactured black screen one that had already come back. Right. You know, it'll be interesting to see because um, Chris over on the Gonna Geek Network he actually just picked up the new Xbox One X, if I understand correctly. Ooh, I so, wonder if he's having some black yeah, screen issues. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how long it is until we start hearing him cussing on on one of the <laughs> multiple shows he's on um, about that. So, well, hopefully they get this patched and fixed. Um, yeah. I, I do want to veer us off course here a little bit to something yeah. that's not in our show notes. Um, today was kind of a day, a historical day for reddit and ea i don't know if you guys heard about this but battlefront hmm. 2 oh that looks so amazing it looks awesome but here's what happened um the Uh-oh. battlefront 2's heroes turns out that you had to like pay to unlock them in the game either that or let's play for like 40 hours or something like that and so this one guy posted on reddit like i just paid 80 bucks to unlock darth vader in a star wars game oh. and so ea responded stating that their intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment for unlocking different heroes, et cetera, et cetera. And they ha- it's, they basically added in-game purchases to a game you already bought, and it has quickly become the most downvoted comment in the history of Reddit. Mm-hmm. And at this time, I'm looking at it right now, negative 572,313. That's how many downvotes there were. Hmm. Over a half a million downvotes to the point where EA had to quickly scramble... Their developers are getting death threats, and one of them, uh, they they just announced. I think that what, because I, I just looked this up, they are uh, they just announced that they're going to reduce the price of the heroes by seventy five percent. Just add them in. After this, just do a exactly. patch. Exactly. Add them all in. I mean, that's what a, a disaster. Thing. All of these games. It started out, I think, mostly with your mobile gaming, where they have yeah. all the the freemium, freemium. content. Yeah. You know. Add on the microtransactions. Then it started with loot boxes in in the console games and everything else. And it's at a point where 
I have no problem if they want to make it so that in order to unlock that character, you've got to put in time in the game to do it. Perfect. I'm fine with that. Make it an achievement, something like that. But then don't also turn around and sell it and make a, a cheap buck because you know people well, today don't have the attention spans to want to put that time in. That's well, I, and I, that's I agree. And this isn't the first time this has happened. No, but to forty hours for I mean Vader, it's Darth Vader. Um, he's one of the most popular, iconic characters right. of all time. And to to force somebody, it's, I already paid for the game, and it's going to cost in-game credits. In other words, to yeah. to get to that point, but it takes you forty hours of gameplay. Uh, forty hours is that is a significant amount of time to put into a game to, before you right. can unlock a character, and then to well, turn around and charge a buttload of money for it. Everybody yeah. is just pissed. Right. Well, let me go off of what Dave said there because you know, like Adam was saying, Darth Vader, iconic character. Yeah, make him an unlockable. That is perfectly fine. Don't make me pay to unlock him, but make him an unlockable. Uh, let's let's take this into the Nintendo road here. Uh, no pun intended here because I'm talking about Mario Kart. Mario Kart throughout the N64 and on, you had other players you could unlock. You didn't have all the drivers at the beginning. But I don't want to have to pay 80 bucks to be able to race with Toad. <laughs> yeah, you know right, let yeah, me yeah. unlock him by opening up courses you know beating courses etc but don't make me pay for it let right. me earn darth vader but don't charge me for it yeah let me earn rilo can don't charge me for it yeah. <laughs> so well that's just it you could ba- rilo? <laughs> technically you could just play this and not get charged extra for it but like you said if if somebody wants to play as Vader and they're like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to play for forty hours before I'm gonna not even want to play the game at that point, you know? Right. I don't right. know. I don't know. But it was a it was kind of a big disaster for EA on this one. I think um, the 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 downvotes on Reddit it almost became. I think people just came flocking to it to downvote it. Yeah. So um, it, it's it's pretty insane. But I wanted to bring that up because I was reading that today, going, holy cow. I I own the the first Battlefront. I really like it, except that it didn't have a single player mode. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they finally added a, a single player mode to Battlefront Two, and it looks just sweet. Uh, Adam, <laughs> like you're saying, uh, I just watched. I was uh, watching something on YouTube the other day. One video, and one of the advertisements that came up was for Battlefront Two. Very first time I've seen anything on it. You know, besides still pictures on like magazines and stuff. Just because, you know, I don't play a whole lot of games, so I wasn't Googling video of it. Uh, but I just sat there, especially the, uh, you know, the the TIE fighter, you know, uh, X-Wing fights up in space. I mean, that was amazing. All the ground stuff looked amazing, too. But, oh, yeah. it's uh, uh, did, Now, this, this trailer that I watched, is this all, is that actual in-game play or is that just like a, a movie? Well, I, I wasn't sitting there while you watched it, so I don't know which one you hit. Well, you were but... right behind me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> breathing on you. <laughs> You're under my cloak of invisibility. You know, <laughs> anything that wasn't really, um, anything that was cinematic, obviously, is the cinematic piece. Well, absolutely the, nothing had any kind of uh, interface. Uh, it well, was So that's why I was wondering, now, I'll are tell they you, just teasing me here? The, the original Battlefront, even, I mean, which is not that old, phenomenal graphics, I think. I mean, it almost looks real, and that's mm-hmm. in the game, so I'm sure they... Except for they, it's in space. Right. And the, <laughs> well, not all of it, though, right? No, not all of it, because there's a lot of ground battles. Um, but, yeah, they. Uh, so originally I think it's 40,000 credits you had to play, to, which took about 40 hours, it says, to mm-hmm. open up, uh, to get to Luke and 
Oh, it's Vader. I think you uh, say Laura. Luke and Laura, <laughs> Jim Bob and McGillicuddy. General Hospital Battlegrounds. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've never seen that. So, But now they reduce that down to 15,000 credits. Emperor Palpatine, Chewbacca, and Leia for 10,000 credits. And Aiden at 5,000, whoever that is. So, Aiden? It, it says I-D-E-N. I don't remember which Star Wars oh. character that is. Well, I, you know, I still am a firm believer that making somebody purchase, you know, to unlock something is is just cold, dude. Yeah, yeah. very cold. Yeah. Well, and they're not making people purchase it, but it's forty hours to. Still, it's a it's a cold move shutting them out like that. It is cold. Mm-hmm. What am I missing? <laughs> Adam, Dave, <laughs> and I are just like setting you up, man. And well, I've got the story open that I'm reading, not <laughs> the show. Yeah, it's totally cold. Totally cold. Totes McGilts, uh, dude. Oh man. <laughs> So now that I've missed my segue, somebody else took it. Yeah, you know the who doesn't X. like the cold? Yeah. The iPhone X and the Predator. True. Oh, did you know, I can't remember that. The Predator doesn't like cold? No. Nope. Well, it, oh, okay. ex- except in an Aliens versus Predator where they went to fight in Antarctica. But mm-hmm. uh, Ooh, he loved it. Did he Did he have to wear like a South Park uh, <laughs> jacket with over the <laughs> over his head? Was, yes. Never mind. Yes, <laughs> like a Kenny jacket. Oh, my God, you killed. Uh, alien, <laughs> you bastards! We got some uh, temperature issues with the new iPhone. Yeah, I- ironically enough, I read this story while I was sitting out in my deer stand hunting the other morning, and it was uh, 15 below zero before wind chill. And with the wind chill, we were rocking down into the the 20 below zero Fahrenheit temperature ranges. And uh, I sat there and watched my battery life go from 100 percent down to about 20 percent in like 10 minutes while I was trying to do a little show prep hunting deer at the same time but it seems the iphone oh, that would X. be a sight to see he's got his rifle in one hand his phone in the other <laughs> <laughs> well you know i'm tracking him on that new app he's, i've got he's no. playing the new deer hunter app <laughs> right i thought it was just the the new vr game i pokemon yeah. go it was deer hunter go so <laughs> actually you have that app that makes deer sounds to draw them towards you no that that i don't have because <laughs> those i believe are illegal in this state but oh, um, probably electronic calls are but anyways what's going on is the iphone x has now been having some issues in the cold number of complaints from users discovering the display becoming unresponsive now the one thing that i haven't found my in... wife becomes unresponsive when she's cold too oh, <laughs> oh man uh, so I, I I know what these owners are uh, feeling right now. <laughs> that is awful. <laughs> but it well, says here after several seconds it becomes fully responsive again. Right. Yeah. Is that like your wife too? No, it's, gonna, it takes a while. Warm it up. No. I mean, the, the <laughs> Apple's saying their devices operate best between temperatures of 32 to 95 degrees Fahrenheit. But the issues that people are having are seeing those display problems within those parameters. Mm-hmm. Um, one had it lock up and act up and between 45 and 50 degrees outside. And <laughs> that was something, though, that really, I, I honestly, even though no joke, you know, all jokes aside, I mean, I, I was sitting out in the cold temperatures like that and looking at this. So I found it very ironic, but it made me think, you know, my 6S Plus. Don't you think? Yeah. Isn't it ironic? Yeah. And <laughs> my 6S Plus. I've used that out in the winter shooting 4K video, doing different things from my YouTube channel when I was still doing my daily vlog over there. And I've had the battery drop fast and die, but I've never had an issue with the screen not working. And this new OLED screen on the iPhone X or 10 seems to be a little wimpier. And it's something that I was debating on my upgrade between the 8 Plus or the X 
And money, money part of it aside, this is something that really made me think, I don't know if I want to go with that X or with the tan, I should say. You know, this is such a strange thing because what I'm seeing is some of the users that are experiencing this are mm -hmm. saying it's a software problem. Locking and unlocking the screen fixes it. How the temperature affects that is beyond me. And I have no right. maybe it has to do with the capacitive display or I, I figured it out, Adam. Hmm. Because it's cooler out. Yep. They're wearing gloves. I think they just forgot to take oh. the gloves off. <laughs> well, Why is this thing not working? When I'm using I'm my big pair of forever. choppers when I'm ice fishing, I can't get my phone to work. <laughs> what are you, an Irish ice fisherman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wasn't supposed to be Irish, but it kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't sure. believe I'm out here fishing. <laughs> Save some preservers. <laughs> I just pulled a northern pike out of the hole. The best part is you guys both have lived in Minnesota, and your Minnesota accents are sounding like leprechauns. We, we, we thought Fargo I think, was I bad. think you're hearing wrong. I think it was spot on. Iron, yeah, exactly. iron range right here. Yeah, sure. Now, here's, here's, a, here's a funny shit, thing here, guys. Uh, that Reddit user, uh, Darius214, yeah. he's one of them that was reporting it on Reddit. He said that it was 45 to 50 degrees outside right, right. when he was finding out this issue. Could you imagine? Imagine uh, Dave with his thirty below wind chill trying oh, to yeah. use one of these. I you mean, know, forty-five. Would... I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even think that it's the temperature at that point. Right. I would think you know, there's like something's wrong with the on. phone. It's, yeah. It's, it's odd, but it's just you. Yeah. <laughs> Put your mittens on, or you know, whatever. Yeah. But even most mittens no, now. But, wait a minute, though. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, some of them have like the touch thing built yeah, into them. I, I've got a, I've got a pair. We're of not mittens, uh, actual gloves. gloves. With I've the got tips. a, I've got yeah. a pair of Under Armour hunting Your gloves. Your mom's got wear. a pair of Under Armour. <laughs> They're heat gear, and they've got the the finger tip things in in there, so I, yeah. can, I don't have to take the gloves off. I can use my phone without them. Or but with wait them a minute. On, so. What if Apple releases the all new Apple? jacket to keep your phone tempered properly so it works <laughs> right it comes the with a new... special dongle to connect to your lightning port to help heat the screen and they're Sweet. they are dubbing it the hot apple pie Oh, hot apple cider <laughs> nice. dongle i don't know maybe we're just spitballing here <laughs> yep a little apple cider dongle Hashtag apple cider dongle. Let's get this trending on Twitter. <laughs> apple cider dongle. And I couldn't even say it. Apple cider dongle. There we go. Now I said it correctly. All right. Apple we got it. Apple cider dongle. Yeah. So every episode, I think that's our new trend is we're going we're gonna to have a new hashtag every episode. So super friends, we want you to make sure and use that hashtag in the most creative ways you can on Twitter, just make sure to stick a link in there to this show as well. Tweet it at out to the everyone. Digital soup. Yeah, yep. at the digital soup on Twitter because we'd love to see that show up more. Last week it was hashtag sweaty, sweaty water. water. Yeah. yeah, so we'll. And I was so disappointed in that though, Dave, because I actually looked up hashtag sweaty water and people have been, uh, you know, uh, hashtagging that for years. Really. Yeah, uh, completely, you know, nothing to do with our show, of course, because it was years Well, ago. I'm sure it's a disgusting hashtag. I mean, it sounds gross. Yeah. Ugh. But hot yeah. apple cider dongle now, this... That sounds delicious, Sounds actually. delicious, except I mean, for the what dongle. other way would we want our dongle to be than apple cider? B.A.? Big ass apple cider dongle. Because <laughs> we love big ass dongles here. Artificial intelligence cider. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, have you guys yeah, heard how uh, how artificial intelligence is being used against email scammers? Yes, I love it. 
this is cool because I love spam. I love filtering out 90% of my company's oh, email traffic. I like to traffic. fry it up, a little bit of mayo and some toast. Oh, yep. mm, no, I've had to go low sodium lately because of the blood pressure. Oh, gross. Oh, you can get a low sodium spam, can't you? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's the 25% less sodium. That is so yeah. gross. You guys aren't actually eating spam, are you? Um, I haven't eaten it in years, but I did enjoy it. You need to fry it up, oh. yep. cut it, cut it. You know, about a you know, little over half an inch thick. You know, fry it up. I <laughs> uh, put it on toast with some mayo. I, I come from a family of uh, from the Philippines. We love spam. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I I grew up with it too, and I hated it every time we had to eat it as a kid, and I still cannot do it now. Any oh, meat that, that I open up that's in a gelatinous form in a can, oh. I don't care how I cook it, how I slice it, how I prepare it, I can't do it. It No way. Some people can't do it, but I, I wonder if you would take a spam challenge next time we're actually together, Dave. I'm going to make you some ramen Maybe. with spam. I, I should take this back. I've it, had it. It in, is good tasting. In exactly one dish I've had it in, and it's chopped up super, super finely, almost like uh, the size of an olive pimento or something. <laughs> and it is in a almost like a it's called spam salad. It's basically noodles and a mayo and cheese and other stuff in mm. there. That was it, okay, but it was drowned in stuff so much you couldn't even taste it. It's a Minnesota product. Yeah. But you you know what, Dave? Real fast before we go off this subject here, um, did you ever were you ever over at my parents' house uh, and Adam too? Ever at my parents' house and they would make pizza burgers yeah now you got me because i used to like those yep those pizza burgers taste good and it was half hamburger half spam yeah. what i know oh, i never tried that those were you good. didn't no those, i'll give you that those were good so, so <laughs> she would mix half hamburger and half spam half half mm. spam and then of course the sauce and the uh cheese was it all stuff. like mixed together or was it like oh, a yes, slice yeah. of this and all... a slice of... okay no it wasn't a slice it was it was crumbled oh. just like a hamburger well, you wouldn't it even need good. to add salt at that point no, you wouldn't. <laughs> huh. Yep. Well, speaking of spam, <laughs> NetSafe, a New, <laughs> a New Zealand-based nonprofit online safety group, um, introduced an AI email bot this week that will fight back against phishing scams by wasting their time. Now, I am getting the, uh, the news sources from BGR.com, and... Uh, because I just literally read the first paragraph there, I want to give them credit for that. Yep, yep. But um, basically, you forward the email to me at rescam.org, and from there, their AI will actually start a, uh, it looks like it's some email banter back and forth, just wasting their time. Yep, leading them on and wasting their time and everything, yeah. Oh, I hate getting lit on. But you know what's cool about this is that when the scammer finally gives up, you can actually have it set up with this company where they will send you an entire um, dialogue, you know, send you a transcript of, of the entire conversation where they were wasting the time. So you can read back through it later to just have a good laugh at it as well. Hmm. So something kind of fun. And if you're into it, I guess my only concern would be by egging them on and having them interact on your behalf and all of this, are you giving up control of your email address to this rescam company where they're cloning your email address? And are there any security concerns on that side? Something to to maybe worry about a little bit. But they're I'm not, not sure how they're how they're wasting the time of the scammers. But I think that I don't think they're cloning your email address. Are they? I, I don't know. Well, that that's what I was. Because I see what Dave's saying. Uh, because they're going to have to make it, the email that they send back to the scammer look like it came from you. Yeah. Why so would they're they... going to have to spoof your address or something. They shouldn't have to do that because if they spoof your address, it's actually going to come back to your mailbox. 
if they spoof mm. the address and say that this came like the reply to is your email, when they hit when the mm. spammer hits reply, it's going to go right back to you because they can't spoof it like to to True. Take, take your email. True. So I have a feeling that they're actually taking it there. So if I was to write this, I would take that email that got forwarded to me, strip out the original sender. And just, you know, so whoever forwarded it no longer in the picture. And now I've got a spam email as if it was sent to me. Right. Deal with it that way. But hey, it would be, I, we should probably take a look and see how they explain it on their site. Yeah. I have a very important question for you, too. Yeah. With all this talk about spammers and the like, does this literally mean that I'm not getting my 43 million from that Nigerian prince? Oh, it's oh you're getting it. Just wait. Oh, good. Yeah. Just send Woo. a few few thousand more over. <laughs> well, I had to send over my social security number, my uh, uh, routing and account numbers for all my bank accounts, and I did have to forward over $1,000 just to get the process going. <laughs> yeah, you're golden. I'm good, sweet. <laughs> I'm going to share some with you guys, too, all right? Yeah. So the website for this is rescam.org, mm-hmm. and they have... A very crap interface, which doesn't help you click on anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, here you go. It it just took a while to load it. <laughs> well, you do have that very slow connection. What no, is it, they, 56-bot? They've got it's it set up so it's kind of a uh, cinematic feeling website where it, well, they've know, got like almost the, like a video game. Oh, wait till after the credits. They might have another little bonus scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've, they've got the AI... Um, like face on there talking to you when you load the yeah. site. So since I'm listening to you guys, I don't want to do that. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, so I think my computer's spying on me because I just clicked on an, on something in one of these articles, and what shows up but a picture of spam. <laughs> I, I swear to God. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious! <laughs> so I am being spied on here. Oh man, that's brilliant. And Is it's spam one of those like spying on you. These, <laughs> Join us at nine. <laughs> yeah, you'll start seeing nothing but YouTube videos about spam showing up. How to prepare it, how <laughs> to cook so. it. Hopefully, the kids don't see those spam videos. Yeah, spam oh. gumbo, spam <laughs> scamper. Exactly. But uh, going going back, and I know where you were segueing there, Jason. But uh, <laughs> if you're going to forward your email over to that rescam dot org or whatever it is, uh, just that we don't officially recommend that yeah, but uh, so use it at your own risk but it's a pretty interesting concept do a little research on it so you can see but it's it, it could be a lot of fun to see those transcripts come back if if it's right. uh, well on the site that's reporting this I've never even heard of them what is BGR we we've had some different stories on on their site in Do you, the past what does that stand used. for it's got to be an acronym um, of some sort yeah I, I can't remember what it what it was to be honest they show up in quite a few of the news ah, okay uh, outlets on like Flipboard and stuff like that. So, boy genius report. Are you serious? Seriously, there we go. The uh, the guy boy that started genius. it, Jonathan Geller, uh, was he was on the popular consumer electronics blog Engadget, and they oh, called sure, him Boy sure. Genius at the time. So okay, when he was well, that 19- makes a little bit more sense. I thought it was just some guy in his mom's basement calling himself a genius. <laughs> Jeez, Batman, I'm Boy Genius. <laughs> My name's Jason. I'm on the Digital Soup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, genius. keeping the kids safe. That, that, oh, sure. I, I rip on the guy that has the power of the sound effects. Look what I get. <laughs> I just uh, love that he hit it just a little bit late. So you're like, so anyways, yeah, keeping the kids safe. <laughs> yeah, don't keep your kids f your kids. Great time. How are they gonna learn if they are always protected? <laughs> so uh, th- this is a story I wanted to bring up because it. it I some my my daughters will go on YouTube sometimes for like an hour and I just see them going through right. videos and I actually took some steps because there's some there's some plugins that will turn off comments and stuff they don't need to see all that garbage right um, 
but what they're finding with YouTube is there's a lot of content creators out there that will use a cartoon character or something like that and start off a video making it look like it's kids for kids. And then they'll just have vile garbage in the video. Right. You know, people getting murdered or, you know, yep. swearing and all this other stuff. They got one of Claymation Spider-Man taking a piss on Elsa from Frozen. Um, oh, there's, man. there's all kinds of things. I mean, that's things. good, clean fun for adults. But, yeah, yeah we don't yeah, have I mean, kids. Everybody also. wants to see that. And Calvin and Hobbes peeing on four. Uh, so there's, uh, he pees on everything, dude. But, so there's supposed <laughs> to be some... a bladder issue. <laughs> there's supposed to be some <laughs> algorithms that are taking care of some automatic filtering on this stuff. And it just cannot be done right. And it's been getting worse and worse so youtube has actually um come up with they've announced that content creators that that, that do this stuff that make, basically make inappropriate use of family-friendly characters can no longer mo monetize mm -hmm. they're taking away their ability to make money because they want to curb this um and it is kind of a problem youtube's very difficult to police even from like a corporate standpoint if you're using a yeah. web sensor a web filter the way youtube is structured you can really it's really difficult to open one video or another you know it's kind of an all-or-nothing deal but what youtube is doing now um they are using some algorithmic filters and then they are saying they're having a team of humans actually review flagged videos so if a video is flagged in the main app and it contains children's characters it's sent to their policy team and they've got thousands of people including volunteers working to review flagged content around the clock so they've actually got a team of people that's going to start looking at this content to try to keep kids safe which I right. don't know about you guys, but I don't need a, my seven-year-old or whatever looking at stuff that could be potentially disturbing. And um, yeah, and and I'm keep in mind, I'm not a parent that's like, hey, go on YouTube and police yourself. You know, right. I've got all Babysit the appropriate yourself. filters turned on. I'm watching what they're watching and making sure they're my mm -hmm. my girls love to watch Minecraft videos and stuff like that. But they're all those related videos that show up on the side. Right. Yep, I can see that. You know, I well, can see that. There's an issue, too, with it because my daughters watched tons of, like you said, Minecraft and also that uh, that one game on, um, what is it, uh, Hello Neighbor? Sure. Oh, yeah. And there's there's some really good kid-friendly ones, but then sometimes it'll take them on to the next one, and all of a sudden I'm hearing, oh, man, what the F just happened to us here? I'm like, yep. what are you guys watching? Oh, <laughs> yeah. just watching, uh, you know, Minecraft, you know, because not everyone is kid-friendly. So, right, yeah, right. Uh, exactly. Now, there is a kid-friendly YouTube um, app for, I know, smartphones and tablets and stuff. I have not tested that, so I don't. I just don't want my kids on YouTube, and we actually have it off of everything. There's The only thing YouTube is on is my phone and my tablet. Okay, we don't have right. it on any of their tablets anymore because of what I just said. They'll just be watching something pure and innocent, and then one of the videos on the side that they click on that are similar, all of a sudden now we're having topics i don't want them to hear right exactly well, you youtube's got a little work to do also because well they definitely need to crack down on this stuff there's also a lot of youtube content creators out there you know everyone knows casey neistat we've talked about him before mm -hmm. he's one of the most high profile situations where he's running into a lot of issues because he's got millions of subscribers we he relies on that yeah right <laughs> he relies on that ad income coming in he's his channel's monetized and YouTube's algorithms keep flagging his videos as being inappropriate. And then what happens is he loses all this money from the views as people are watching it in those first mm -hmm. hours or days until finally YouTube gets around to having a real person look at it and say, oh, no, we made a mistake. Here you go. It's reinstated. But 
apparently there's some issue as far as if he's getting credit for mm. ads that are playing when he's been right. marked as inappropriate. Well, so and even, they've, they've definitely got work to do. Even here on the Digital Soup podcast, when we first started our YouTube channel, we ran into this yep. where it was like, you, you've you got, what do they call it? Um, we broke some type of rule. Yeah, it was so like, your content violates our guidelines. Our community yeah. guidelines, yeah. And, and all we had was literally... Uh, this is all original content. These, these shows that we're doing here, we're right. we're just three friends talking, and that was all that was on there was audio and like a picture of our sh- of our yeah, logo. And it was our dear yep. digital soup episode. Yep. And meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. you've got ISIS recruitment videos <laughs> up, and we're like, what the hell? Right. You know. So right. YouTube, they, I agree with you, Dave. They've got a lot of work to do. I am pleased that they're making some steps for the kids. I can definitely see yep. how challenging this is for a, a content creator to get their stuff flagged if they do if they overkill it. And I kind of am in, intrigued by Jason actually taking YouTube off. Um, yeah. You know, it's up to everybody out there that's parenting to choose your own parenting style and what you want your kids to look at. That is your choice. Yeah. Um, so I, I applaud. I applaud. You know, protecting. I. Kids don't need to be watching, you know, Faces of Death if you're in from our age range. Remember those videos that were floating around? Oh, it's like, yeah. you know, you'd have friends that, oh, I rented Faces of Death or I snuck this from my old man. That's, yeah. And then it's like videos of people getting killed and stuff. You don't you don't want anybody to see any of that by accident because somebody decided to be a jerk and put on YouTube and surrounded right, by cartoon exactly. characters. So I just wanted to bring this up. And um, like I said, if you're interested in um, protecting you know, some stuff. There are your kids from seeing some stuff. There's some different things you can do. You can do what Jason did, the extreme version of take YouTube away. It's extreme. He slammed a Mountain Dew and said, no more YouTube. I died Um, Mountain Dew. Thank you very much. I I took a look at what plugins were out there because my girls watch it on my, my laptop. And then they also watch on the TV, but I'm there to police it when it's on the TV. On the laptop, I've got comments disabled. I've got the, you know, the the filtering, the age-restricted thing turned on, and I routinely check their web history and will go through their videos. And if I see anything questionable, I call them out on it and say, "What? What was this? You know, do they, I'm always asking, are they using bad language? Um, so it's just, you know, keep an eye on things. And right. if anybody else has some ideas or tips, you know, let us know. And now the other thing to do, um, if you see any videos like this, take part and flag them. Do right. your part. If you if your kids are doing this stuff, and if I see anything, I'm going to go flag that video as inappropriate and let YouTube take a look at it. So, yeah. Well, guys, I got to get going because my five year old's waiting to watch the most recent episode of Walking Dead. So, right. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you later. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We wouldn't. <laughs> wouldn't ever. I'm going to watch that, it after this broadcast. There, there are some people though. It blows my mind that they're. You know, I seen them in movie theaters when I went and watched uh, it this this oh, fall. Oh no. There was little kids in the theater they brought Are in. Are you kidding? I mean, they were talking five to ten year old kids That's at ridiculous. a nine o'clock late showing, you know, the, the late movie showing of it. You know, Stephen King's it. It's like, what are you thinking? Well, some people don't care. Yeah. And they think, you, yeah, you're being a wuss and my, my kid can take it and it doesn't matter. Right. I do what I want. When you saw them there with their little kids, you just look at them and go, like, Shazam! Yeah, Shazam! You're an idiot. <laughs> Did you say I wish Adam was here and that he was he was uh, Black Adam? Uh, <laughs> Black Adam probably would take on those parents. Well, yeah, I don't know where you're going with this. One, but... I'm going to uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson playing Black Adam in Suicide Squad Two. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> oh, I wondered where you're going with that. <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere else with it. I was nervous. <laughs> oh no 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 no. 
So, um, sounds like Dwayne Johnson could debut as Black Adam in Suicide Squad 2. Cool. Yeah. I still have not seen one. <laughs> so One was fun. It gets beat up a lot, but I, I thought and it was That's why right. I didn't jump on it, because it it was panned so hard. Um, I'm, I'm going to get onto it sometime. I, I'm so far but I still haven't seen Wonder Woman. I still haven't seen oh. War of the Planet of the Apes. Mm. I still haven't seen Suicide Squad. I went and saw yeah. Thor. <laughs> it was great. Um, yeah, I got to do that. Jealous. Too. Honestly... I did not care at all for Suicide Squad. Yeah. It was just, it was too all over the place for me. And if you haven't seen, and this isn't a spoiler or anything, but every time they change scenes, there's like a new classic rock song or something that they licensed right. for every new character. It's just like way I overkill. They really tried to go the same avenue as Guardians of the Galaxy went with yep. this killer soundtrack, and they just were a little too heavy-handed with they it. They missed the mark, and it was like the boardroom was like, well, if Guardians of the Galaxy did it, right. we can do it. I like ACDC. Yeah. Uh, and I, the, the part of it that I, the, the only biggest issue I had with the movie, even though he played his part, very well, I thought, but was I, I had a hard time with Will Smith's character because he's such a big name, well known actor. I mm-hmm. just couldn't get past the 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 feeling or the thought that oh look, Will Smith is pretending to be this superhero, uh, <laughs> you know, or it's like oh he's the Man in Black or you know any other n- movie he's been in. I couldn't get past that and just actually get into the character his because he's one of the main characters, but. That and and I wasn't a huge fan of of Jared Leto's Joker, but we'll see what yeah. happens. I, I think the sequel is probably going to be a little better, especially since we're seeing more and more from the DC universe, where they have decided they are not going to do what Marvel did and make everything under the sun all part of the same continuity in one massive storyline. They're going to let these things stand alone and do their own thing. So mm. we'll see what happens there, but it it could be pretty good, but. What's weird, and I'm wondering how they're going to get The Rock in this, is because his character as as Black Adam is, of course, a villain. And I'm wondering if they're going to put him in as part of the Suicide Squad or if as he's going to be the person that the Suicide Squad is after trying to stop. Hmm. Interesting. So, I mean, I guess we'll have to see what happens. But And I don't know much about that character, honestly, but uh, if they can kind of salvage themselves from the last one and it, it probably wasn't as bad as i'm saying i just didn't yeah. it didn't work for me <laughs> right right definitely was heavy well, you're selling it the... to me i'm gonna watch it tonight yeah. hey, i, I will watch it but... did you guys see the previews for will smith's new uh netflix yes uh, oh it looks awesome bright yes i did not know how interesting it is you haven't seen anything about it dave no no so bright it's a it's a netflix produced um, written by it's Max series, Landis, right? It's a TV series, as far as I know. Well, uh, is it a series or is it a movie? Oh, maybe it's a one and done. But I, I kind of thought it was a mo- uh, TV series, but so po- possibly not. It, go look up the previous for Bright, uh, Dave. It's, Will Smith is playing a uh, basically a LAPD cop. Okay, and it's like an alternate Earth where fantasy creatures are also there. So he's got like a orc for a partner it's a strange concept oh really but they're it, it looks pretty cool actually they've got um so joel edgerton is the is the partner he uh what did he what else is he in joel edgerton he's been in a few other movies i think he was in the the newer not the new star wars but the like episode three he was the, it is a movie by the way you were correct Adam. okay 
So, um, yeah, he was in Attack of the Clones, The Thing, Warrior, Zero Dark Thirty, um, Gods and Kings, blah, blah, hmm. blah. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it, it looks like a really intriguing movie to me. It's just kind of it, it's different. Who knows how it'll play out, but it looks pretty cool. Yeah, we'll check that out. We'll stick a link to that in the show notes for you guys as well so you can see for yourselves what that looks like. But from what you're saying, it definitely sounds like a... It'd be up your alley. Interesting, yeah. If for somebody that has a carving of Middle Earth on their wall, I think you'd like it. Right. <laughs> so what's this... Uh, right. I know we're, we're dipping a little bit away from geekness here, but American Idol's coming back to TV? Yeah, I mean, we don't need to say much about this, but I just thought I'd uh, go ahead and... Uh, Put it in here real fast. Now, everybody knows American Idol ended its run, what was it, two years ago now? Something like that, because of stiff competition from other shows like, you know, The Voice and stuff that were doing something a little bit different. American Idol lost so many viewers. Ratings were so far down, so they finally canceled it. Well, uh, ABC uh, finally announced on last Tuesday uh, on the Good Morning America show that they are going to revive it. It's going to be coming back for the 2017-2018 television season. So um, I'm but assuming that's right now. Who are the that's judges, well, though? Because it's it, it kind of after they all kind of disbanded, it wasn't as wasn't the same. Right. Yeah. Well, what? American okay. Idol always did debut just after the Super Bowl. So like okay, in so G- uh, February, early February, typically, and ran through spring. But I don't know. I, I myself, why? And I, and I know it's switching networks now. Yeah, it's you know it's from going Fox to, Fox. to ABC. Yeah, a- yeah, from Fox to <laughs> it's ABC. It's going to Fox. Yeah, it's going to Fox. All right, guys. <laughs> it's going from <laughs> just... Fox to Fox Extreme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but what I was gonna say, Gregory Fokker. <laughs> Little Fockers. Uh, hey, um, can you, can you milk a cat, Greg? Yes, I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk <laughs> <Yeah>. me? <laughs> Greatest line in any movie ever. <laughs> but yeah, but here's a secret. Here's a secret from Jason from the Digital Suit Podcast about American yeah. Idol. I only watched the auditions because I literally only watched it for those crap singers. Oh, uh, yeah. The people that thought they were the greatest in the world, and then Simon Cow just kicked them in the taint. I loved it. What was what was that one uh, in the early early seasons? He was so bad he got really popular. The Asian guy. Asian guy. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember what his name was, but yeah, I, I remember what you're talking about. William William Hung. Hung. Yeah. Hung. Yeah. Yeah. A relative of Sam Hung. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. So William Hung. He came out with a. He came out with a. Oh, what was his Christmas album? Hung for the holidays. I think it called it. I'm not. I'm not kidding. That was the actual. That was the actual name of the you know, album. I think you should purchase that on Amazon.com for this Christmas. Right. <laughs> Back in 2004. Uh, I, I, uh. I don't know. I think this is all because, you know, Ryan Seacrest, who was the host of American Idol, is now co-host, I think, with, um, what's that? It used to be Regis and Kelly, but he joined Kelly Ripa on her morning show. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah I think he's yeah, officially joined as, yeah. as their co-host there. And this is probably something he went to them and said, hey, look, I have the rights to this. We can do this or whatever. And he figured out a way to bring this back because it was the only thing he ever was known for. (laughs) And I myself think it should have just stayed dead. I mean, right now we've got 
multiple different singing competition shows and, yeah you know talent yeah. shows and everything else i mean america's got enough. talent is awesome i do love that show yeah i, I don't watch fun. any of them i did watch the gong show just for fun <laughs> a little i watched bit. a couple of them america's got talent yeah. is at least more variety I yeah, think right. there's on the musician side of things here. I mean, with the between American Idol and like The Voice and all the singing shows. Yeah. Um, and what was it? The other one, The X Factor. Or whatever yeah, it I think that's what it was. X it's it's almost setting up the culture for young musicians to think the way to make it is to get on a show and nail my audition. Oh, and it, yep. it's absolutely what the culture is already, and that's mm-hmm. sickening. But I mean, there's I know my uh, my oldest daughter. She keeps saying she wants to go on American Idol. Well, she used to, and then they got canceled. Now it's The Voice. And uh, she thinks, literally, she is going to be able to go on there and win it. And, you know, I, I keep, you know, keeping it realistic and say, honey, you can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ouch. you know what you should do, though? Singing lessons. She does want to take them. Do it. Yeah. I mean, if she's got but a passion for it. She does. Yeah, but back to this American Idol thing, I am totally going to pass on this. But Adam, you know what I'm not going to pass on? A Lord of the Rings TV series, should it ever come to fruition? Exactly, dude. That sounds amazing. Tell me about it. Well, I think ama- I think it would be amazing <laughs> if Amazon and Warner Brothers agreed to some sort of multi-seasonal deal for the original Lord of the Rings series. Hmm. You know, costing probably, I'd guess, $200 million or so. An episode. It's going to be great. Um, So (laughs) Amazon. (laughs) Dave liked that one. (laughs) Amazon announced Monday that they retained the rights to adapt The Lord of the Rings for television for its prime streaming service. That sounds pretty awesome. Amazon's been, I mean, a lot of these Amazon, Netflix, they're kind of getting into the, the whole, you know, producing movies and shows and stuff, and they're really good. Right. Um, so this is said to focus on events taking place before the Fellowship of the Ring, but nobody knows exactly what it's going to be about. So um, this could be pretty cool and pretty interesting, kind of keep that world alive. What do you it guys could think? could be. There's a lot, of, a lot of excellent stories in the Middle Earth universe that are there for the telling. I mean, he's got other books. He's got comprehensive, you know, diaries and and notes and finished books and everything about this entire world he created it could Mm -hmm. be really good but what's got me a little confused is they're not saying taking taking place before the events in the hobbit they're saying taking place before the events in the fellowship of the ring the original lord of the rings trilogy right which i i'm trying to remember and it's been a while since i've read them but i've read them many many times but i do not recall what happened from the time when Bilbo Baggins gets back from his journey in The Hobbit until Frodo Baggins starts up oh. in Fellowship. To me, if what I remember, that was basically a relatively uneventful, peaceful time. It, and it was it took the place over three days. So these move they're gonna have to really expand <laughs> what happened yeah, in those three days. Well, Bilbo lived a very long life because he had the ring. And so he, he opened up a dance studio from what I read. And I think this is gonna be about all the hijinks and the dance off competitions that go on in Middle Earth. <laughs> so you're saying he did a little soft shoe? Yep. Yep. With Hobbit feet? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? They could tell the story of the Hobbit Kunvaluk. There's, yeah, there's a lot right. you could say about him. Right. Do you remember? Do you remember Kunvaluk? I do. The Where's Hobbit Kunvaluk uh, yeah. from uh, Lord of the Rings Online. 
Yeah, I uh, do. He was he was a great warrior. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> great warrior. That was my character in Lord of the Rings Online. If uh, got, Adam didn't gotcha. figure that out, I, I, okay. I right, right. I mean, Kunvaluk. there'll definitely be stories they can tell. Hearing more about um, Aragon or the you know the Strider, the Ranger, as he's building Ooh, I his love reputation. Strider. That was awesome by Capcom. Um, you know, <laughs> Gandalf's adventures while he's still Gandalf the Gray. Uh, you know, a lot of that could be interesting, but I'm kind of curious why they set it there instead of maybe prior to The Hobbit when there's the, you know, the first war of the mm. more of the races and, and the original coming of Sauron and, and all of that when he's in the flesh still, he's not this big demon lord. Mm. There's so much they could do that happened way back. You know, the the elves coming in, in into the world and, and basically all of their history, there's a ton they could do. But it's just a weird way they phrased it where it's, you know, happening before the events of Lord of the Rings and kind of well, ignoring The Hobbit, which means to me, but it, or it sounds to me like it'll be between the two. It doesn't necessarily mean that, though. I mean, it could be yeah. preceding. The Hobbit was preceding as well. It looks like their deal includes the opportunity to, to pursue spinoff series in yeah. addition. So I don't know if they've got somebody that was writing and adding on to this or if they've got some scrap notes or... Yeah, what? it could just be a phrasing where they, you know, they didn't didn't think about that, but we'll but, we'll see what happens. But well, definitely interesting. And I'm reading on the New York Times right now. The TV adaptation will cover different ground, focusing on previously unexplored stories based on Tolkien's original writings. Good, so good. at least Tolkien's at the root of it, because why buy the rights if you're not other, you know. Use some of his material. He had an incredible world that he built. So. Oh yeah, I mean, so in depth and, and so <laughs> crazy and precious. <laughs> and you know what blew my mind? And, and I, they're not, this isn't really totally related, but I just finished Stranger Things season two. Ah. Um, I took my time watching it. And this is something I've been thinking about lately because when I say I'm binge watching a show, it's not like some people where they, you know, they'll take a day off work and they'll watch 19 episodes in one day or, you know, whatever it is. I, when I binge watch a show, I basically watch only that show, but an episode or two every night or every couple nights. That's about the pace I go. So I took a couple weeks here. Well, I started it when it came out. I watched the first two episodes, and then I, I just finished it. It was only nine episodes. I finished it last night or the night before. And it just cracked me up, though, seeing um, Samwise in Stranger Things, too. Oh, yeah. You know, Sean Astin. <laughs> And what a great character he played in there too. But I mean, it's it's so that world when you think of all those side characters that happened in Lord of the Rings and in that whole world, there's a lot of stories to be told. I guess it just was kind of a weird phrasing that caught my attention. That wonder why they picked just there. But it could be if you're you know if they're saying spinoffs, that that could very well be too. Where it's you know adventures of whoever you know whatever characters. What were the two Pippin and what was the Mary. other Mary? Huh. Mary, yeah. You know, what are they up to now that the, you know, before the events of that, or, you know, different things happening like that. So pretty, pretty cool. There, My favorite so. Pippin was, of course, the Apple Pippin. <laughs> Apple Pippin? The, the uh, Apple's only console game system. The oh, Pippin. I was thinking Scotty Interesting. Pippin. <laughs> Scotty <laughs> winning, Pippin! <laughs> winning, winning all those titles with Jordan. And oh, it was obviously, Horace Grant. He was the backbone of that. That's true. That's true. I mean... The the best part was though unlocking big head mode in NBA Jam with Scotty Pippen. How much did that cost <laughs> that you to unlock sweet. that? I don't remember. <laughs> Nothing because they didn't have in app purchases. Uh, a lot of quarters pumped into the machine in the arcade. That's how much it cost. Do you hear me. that Battlefront Two? 
Yeah, no more in-app purchases. Now, you know what's funny? I, I this, Not to get too sports-related here, but I know I, I'm sure a lot of teams are doing it, but Minnesota Vikings, uh, where we're at, that's our home home state football team. Every time the Vikings get a win, they go in and and take photos from the game, and this you know they're they're kind of playing off the old NBA Jam big head mode, saying, "Oh, the the Vikings played well enough to unlock big head mode," and they'll show like you know Everson Griffin getting a sack on whoever they played against that week, but he'll have this giant big head, you know, like from the NBA Jam <laughs> games. But they're doing it with real photos and Photoshop. It's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I loved NBA Jam. That was so yeah, much fun. That nice. was a, that was a lot of fun. NBA Jam. What was the NFL one? NFL Blitz. We used to play yeah, that blitz. a ton. Back at our nice. gaming days. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Back in the day. Now, I don't know if we want to get into this, guys. We we had another item in the show notes here, a discussion, which we're running long on time. So I don't know. Maybe we want to save this we, for we next week. We could push it till next week. Sounds yeah, good. This is just uh, so keep an eye out. What we're going to talk about here next week will be just a, a bit of a discussion on owning versus leasing software. Um, you know, we're all familiar with things, Photoshop. Um, uh, Office 365, yep. you know, all of these other companies, you know, so it'd be a good discussion to talk about kind of the advantages and disadvantages of that, um, leasing it versus purchasing it outright. So we're going to go ahead and push that. So I think it's going to geek time. I think it is too. And then we're going to garnish. It is. Yep. Going to geek and a little garnish and we're going to finish off the soup and uh, so good. Did you just kiss something? Yeah. <laughs> My soup spoon. I'm oh, hungry. okay. Gotcha. Getting close to that midnight snack hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but this week, as you guys know, we are a proud member of the Gunna Geek Podcast Network, and we want to talk about a show on the network, which is the official GunnaGeek.com show. Each week on the official GunnaGeek.com show, host Stephen Chris, who may be having that Xbox One X with the black screen of death, and Stargate Pioneer get together to discuss the latest happenings in the world of geek, from space to sci-fi, comics to tech, gaming, and more, there's a ton of geeky talk in this podcast. They do stream live over at geeks.link, uh, geeks.live, excuse me, where you can find them typically recording, I believe, Monday nights. Um, so go check them out over at gunnageek.com. Nice. What do we have for the weekly garnish? So our weekly garnish... <laughs> And that was my really poor rendition. <laughs> like I was like, "Oh, should I have music on this?" Yeah, that sounded like me playing. Let, oh let's hear it one more time. <laughs> so uh, we'll take it. Well, we'll yeah, take it. I should have had my bass out. That would have been better. Play that funk and meow. Batman Gotham by Gaslight. What up with this? Well, this is just a a pretty cool uh, announcement that came out recently. It's going to be released in 2018. Now, to set this up a little bit, the first thing I want to say is that DC Comics, um, when it comes to their movie adaptations, a lot of people really like to bash DC and the, the cinematic universe in terms of, you know, like we were talking about Suicide Squad, Man of Steel, the upcoming Justice League, Wonder Woman. They've had some good things, but a lot of people get down on their movies. But the one thing that DC Comics does absolutely amazingly fantastic is their animated features that they do. Mm-hmm. And so what they have coming up now is a adaptation of the popular Batman series uh, from the Elseworlds run, uh, which is actually a comic book run from back in 1989. But what it is is Batman set in a Victorian-era Gotham City 
where Batman was actually squaring off against Jack the Ripper um, back in those days. So we're not talking about the Joker necessarily. We're not talking about that. But Are we talking about Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne, yeah. They basically took Did they go back in time? No, they just... It's kind of an offshoot. It's not one of the... Um, what would they call it? It's not a canon storyline where this is part of the official Batman history. This was just an Elseworlds series that they had. It was, I believe it might have been... Alternate universe kind of a deal? Right, you know, kind of just Hmm. a for-fun, limited run. Um, They did it with a number of characters, but I believe this Batman Gotham by Gaslight was the very first in that series that was kicked off back then. And it's basically just saying, you know, kind of answering the question like, wow, what would Batman be like if it was set back in the Victorian era instead of in modern times. So it's just kind of a reimagining. A lot of fun. If I remember right, there were some that were set back in like pirate times. um, Why not? Characters, I'd have to look it up. But it it was a pretty fun run. But they're bringing it to their animated feature series. And the the trailer for it, which we'll have linked up here, actually looks pretty fun. And they kind of draw them. So they they all look old-timey Victorian era and just a, a real fun feel with it and something kind of cool, just a, a little a little different flavor on one of uh, everyone's favorite characters with Batman, If especially if you haven't read that comic book series run. Uh, I mean, it's an old one. You can probably find it on places like Comixology and things like that pretty easy, but looks to me like a very fun animated feature for them. So, Well, gentlemen, it's that time in our show where it's time to say goodbye. And Oh, <sighs> you know what? <laughs> No. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to save us for 1 minute. Okay. We're not going to say goodbye yet. I was just crying, dude. How I know. Save those I... tears. It was an Oscar winning performance, I'm thank telling you, you. Thank you. But you sell you guys still have to try and answer that riddle. Oh, oh. man, read it again. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right. Read so the riddle, the riddle again. was um it says I go in hard, I come out soft. You blow me hard. What oh, am I? I got it. Go for it, Jason. Bubblegum. Yeah, you got ah, it. Ah, nice. <laughs> I don't well, know why the second gum, reading but... just did it, but yeah, I, I I just I don't know why. I know might have been it. Well, it ended up being easy for you eventually, but that was like the fifth time you you heard it from the time <laughs> I originally found it. But that one, I mean, it's such a <laughs> it sounds so filthy, dirty. So I had to go with it. But really, just such an innocent answer you know bubble gum <laughs> so nice very little fun. innuendo there by yep. uh usually yeah. dave yep. yeah innuendo so guys thanks for uh, listening <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry just, i didn't I realize you were gonna keep talking <laughs> no i just wanted to remember or remind people send in your stump the soup if you have a riddle that you think you can stump us with send that in we'd love to hear it as long as it's a, a real riddle and not some nonsense made up with no actual answer yep. and we won't read anything not safe for work Except right. for this one, which Dave read, but then turned out to be very safe for work. Yes, very safe for work. So for uh, all of our information, all of our social media stuff, how to subscribe to us, everything, including articles that aren't just our show. We actually will put content on this. DigitalSoupPodcast.com is the place to go. You can listen to all of our shows there. You can see all of our show notes. You can connect with us. We would love to have you. And so remember to check that out. Subscribe to us on the uh, the player of your choice. And leave us a review if you feel so inclined. Hopefully a good one. Leave the crappy ones out of there. And remember, <laughs> hashtag apple cider dongle. Let's get that trending. Yeah. So from all of us at the Digital Soup Podcast, all of you out there, thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. That's right. See you guys later. Later, Gator! <laughs> <laughs>
Gators! Featuring G.E. Smith and the later Gators! <laughs>